Welcome to Puto Politics, the political podcast of the San Antonio Express News. My name is Gilbert Garcia, Metro columnist, and I'm joined by City Hall reporter Joshua Fector and uh, Josh Prodesky, editorial page editor. Uh, before we get talking about uh, what's going on in the news, uh, and there's a lot going on, uh, I wanted to mention that this is going to be the last podcast for uh, for Josh Fector. He is uh, taking a job at the Texas Tribune, a really exciting opportunity for him. And uh, Josh, I just wanted to give you a chance to talk a little bit about you know what you're going to be doing for the Tribune and you know where you're going to be based. Uh, yeah, so I am. Friday is my last day at the Express News. I'm going to take over the urban affairs beat for the Texas Tribune, which means I'll be covering, you know, urban affairs, urban politics, urban policy, um, you know, for the for the major Texas mm-hmm. cities, but you know, also, you know, some smaller ones too. Um, I'm, you know, a lot of what I'm going to be doing is. Uh, you know, what I sort of pitched was sort of this, you know, a lot of sort of housing focus, um, you know, the states facing this, this housing crisis at the moment. And, you know, so that's, yeah. that's, that's going to be a big part of my responsibility, but also I'm going to be, uh, you know, writing about sort of the, the, the tensions between, you know, st- the state's Republican leadership and, and, you know, the, you know, sort of bluer democratic leaning, Mm -hmm. you know, leaders of the urban, uh, cities. So, um, it's kind of a supercharged thing of what I'm doing now to some degree. Um, I'm going to have to worry about more cities than, than, than San Antonio, but that'll be in the mix. So I'm, yeah, it's really exciting and uh, I'm going to be based out of Dallas, but, but, but I'll be, but I'm in San Antonio through October. So, uh, don't be a stranger uh, is, is all I think, you know, we're all, we're all going to miss you a lot. And I know the, the readers of the express news and the listeners of, to this podcast are going to miss you a lot, but, um, you know, this is, um, uh, one more reason to read the Texas Tribune and, and, uh, we're all really excited for you. So congratulations on that. Um, you're embarrassing me. Yeah. I, that was my intent, you know, um, <laughs> um, you were talking about the tension between, uh, you know, Republican leadership in the state and uh, municipalities. Yeah, it's and very timely. Very timely. I think we're going to talk a lot about that today. And Josh Berdeski, I'm really glad you're with us. And you've written some some great columns recently. You know, we're, we're in a situation now where I think we have about 45,000 people hospitalized with, with COVID right now nationally, about 6,000 in Texas. Uh, those numbers are close to double what they were a couple of weeks ago. Uh, hospitalizations in San Antonio are up 430% in in just the past month. We saw this past week because it, we've, it's become apparent that um, uh, the Delta variant doesn't respond uh, in exactly the same way that, that previous strains did. And so we're seeing that there are more breakthrough cases, more breakthrough infections. And it is even if you're vaccinated, you can um, you know, spread uh, the the virus to other people, uh, the vaccine is still very effective by all accounts when it comes to preventing serious illness or, or, or death. But there are a lot of, uh, you know, breakthrough infections that are happening. And in, in light of that, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention um, last week changed their guidance. They had recommended in, in May, uh, I think they jumped the gun a little when they recommended that um, people who were vaccinated could go uh, without masks indoors. Um, they have now altered that and said that if you're uh, indoors in, a, in a, an area that has substantial or, or high um, levels of, of 
you know, COVID-19 cases that you should wear masks. And, and Josh Brodesky, you know, you've written about, um, what, what's going on with schools now and, and just the way governor Abbott has, has dealt with this. Could you talk a little bit about, you know, what your, what your big concerns now are with, with, uh, school, uh, safety and, and, and how the governor is, is been approaching this. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me on here. And, um, and, uh, Josh Vector, congratulations on the new job. It's super exciting. Um, I'm super happy for you. Thanks Josh. Um, just to embarrass you a little bit more uh, <laughs> as for, um, yeah, what's happening in schools. I, you know, I, a lot of issues are to me, it can be gray or, or fairly nuanced. Um, COVID, Delta variant, and uh, mass mandates with schools to me uh, is, is very black and white and crystal clear, and, and, and particularly at the elementary school level. Um, uh, you know, when you're talking about children who are younger than 12, uh, they are not eligible to be vaccinated. Right. Uh, so um, so that's, that's off the table for them. Uh, we have a spike in infections, um, prospect of hundreds of children uh, being in school, small, small indoor spaces together. Uh, we have expert recommendations saying that uh, in-person learning is far superior to virtual. I think uh, many parents uh, and students experience that and, and know that. Sure. But they also say that uh, that should be coupled with uh, universal masking for uh, all the same reasons that you just outlined, that you can be vaccinated and still get sick. You can be vaccinated and spread Delta variant. Um, uh, uh, fairly easily. And so if we're all masked up, uh, that lowers that risk. And I think, you know, to me, uh, since, especially since young children, those, those younger than 12 cannot get vaccinated, uh, the idea that, uh, we would bar school districts from mandating masks in, in schools, uh, for, for all students and teachers and staff to me, it's just, it's just absurd. And, and, um, it's an invitation to uh, potential tragedy. Um, mm -hmm. and it's, it, you know, it's, I, I, I guess I, I kind of fundamentally believe that, that the health and safety of, of children should not be, um, really shouldn't be a political discussion. And, uh, we know what the best practices are and, uh, the governor should be, he should rescind his order and mm -hmm. allow districts to, to make the, the choices that they think are best. It's, it's really disheartening and disappointing that masks uh, are a political discussion, mm -hmm. uh, especially uh, masks for children. Uh, you know, I think, I think more broadly, we're looking at beyond schools and, and, uh, and young children. Um, you know, those, uh, those, those, re those expert recommendations apply to all schools. Mm -hmm. And I think what we're seeing at, you know, uh, talking about tension between local, local elected officials and the state, you know, we're, we're seeing uh, county judges and mayors in, in, in large metro areas, you know, asking for um, the ability to mandate masks if they see fit to, um, uh, to better staff uh, ICUs and hospitals. And we're seeing just not just resistance from the governor, but just a straight, straight no on that. And it's all pretty sad. Yeah. And, and, you know, looking at the politics of this, I mean, we had a, a statewide mask mandate, uh, in place for about eight months, which ended in March, the governor ended, which I think a lot of people were concerned that that was too early. Um, and I think when he imposed the, the, the mask mandate last summer, I think he did it reluctantly, but the, you know, the, the, the infection numbers were so high uh, that he, he did end up doing that, but he was getting criticized along the way by the, the two people who have 
decided to challenge him in the Republican primary, Don Huffines and, and Alan West. And so um, it, it seems pretty clear that there's there's politics involved in this because uh, in the state of Texas, um, often the uh, if you're a Republican uh, statewide elected official, um, often the primary is the thing you're most concerned about. And that's, that would probably be the case for, for Governor Abbott. But you know, the, the, the circumstances so clearly have changed. And as you said, I mean, it, it's, um, the ideal of the situation I think would be for the state to use its authority to, to impose these, these mandates, but to at least allow local officials and the school districts some leeway, uh, to, to, to respond to what's going on in their communities, I think would be just, it's just a basic kind of common sense, responsible thing to do. And, uh, um, when when you you look at that, and it, this is coupled with the fact that he is also his the one sort of uh, concession he's made to the rising COVID numbers has been to target migrants um, in the state and and suggest that they're they're responsible for this this surge. And we're seeing this these the surge in in COVID hospitalization and and case numbers all across the country in in, in states that are not nowhere close to the border um, and it's clearly the result of the delta variant but he is um, pinning this blame on on migrants in the state and has issued an executive order in which he is allowing state troopers to to uh, stop um, the ground transportation of migrants from federal facilities to shelters. And so, um, I mean, Josh Brzezinski, just kind of following up on this, when you look at, at the, does it, does it seem to you that the, the governor's actions are just, are, are just motivated by, you know, uh, politics and the desire to sort of placate his base? It, it certainly does. And if we were on there, I'd be curious to hear what he says about that. But it, it, it certainly does seem that way because, you know, uh, when he did uh, institute mandates and mass mandates and, um, you know, um, had sort of temporarily, uh, I hate to use the word lockdown, but placed, you know, some of the limits on right. capacities of businesses and whatnot. He was criticized pretty heavily from the right uh, for overstepping his bounds. And of course, now he's in a primary but I think on the political side of it, you know, I, you know, where does this end for Governor Abbott? Um, if there's an outbreak, you know, if, if we start seeing outbreaks with kids in schools and 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 ICUs, you know, pediatric ICUs fill up, um, you know, at some point he's going to have to reverse course, and of course he's going to own that, or or just the very fact that maybe he he's mostly right, but um, you know, uh, I think from the position of uh, I don't, you know, we'll see, we'll see if he's, if, if this bears out in his favor, but you know, one child's death is one too many. I think, yeah. um, a lot of, I think we'd all agree on that. Uh, and this is just sort of flirting with that notion if, if children do get sick. Um, I also wonder, you know, I just, I just wonder why, um, he would even remotely feel insecure in, in, in the, GOP primary, you know, I haven't checked polling recently, but he routinely polls as the most popular uh, elected official in the state. He's, yeah. he's, he's very popular. He has, he has a ton of money in the bank. Um, I, you know, I've, I've never once thought of Governor Greg Abbott as politically vulnerable. Yeah. And uh, the idea that he would need to placate uh, primary voters um, when facing two um, 
I would say flawed challengers sure. is, uh, is just very strange to me. And then, you know, I think it also, you know, again, I, I still don't, I don't view Governor Abbott as, as vulnerable politically, but I do wonder, you know, the implications of this in, in a general election. If mm-hmm. you have parents uh, who feel insecure about the health and safety of their kids, um, you know, yeah. if they remember that, if, if they hold on to it. So politically, I just don't get it. And, um, you know, and, and beyond that, you know, sometimes you just have to say, look, uh, these are what the experts are saying. And, and the Delta variant is different. And we're going to reverse course right now because, you know, the facts as we know them have changed. And, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's actually leadership, right? Absolutely. One of the things, too, that that has that uh, I think really uh, upset me last week, you know, what, I'll say this for the governor. I mean, I don't think he's tried to discourage people from getting vaccinated. I mean, he, he certainly has been against, uh, you know, mandates that would that would increase public safety that would that would work in conjunction with a vaccine uh, like masks. I don't think he's necessarily uh, discouraged people from getting vaccinated, but we have seen some of that from some really irresponsible Texas politicians and uh, Congressman Chip Roy was on the floor of the House last week. And and I, I don't think you could describe it as anything other than the tantrum that he threw there in which he was angry because uh, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi had had reinstituted a mask mandate for uh, for people in, in the House. And uh, he was he, he was saying things like, you know, which is it? Is it the masks or the uh, or the vaccine? Does the does the vaccine not work? Is that why we're doing the masks? And it, it was it's been it's pretty clear that um, the vaccine is 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 effective at personal protection, but it doesn't necessarily um, enable you to. Uh, it, it doesn't prevent the spread to other people. And so it's it, those, the vaccine and the masks, you know, work together. I don't think it's that hard to understand, but he's sort of, uh, without ever saying that he's opposed to, to vaccines or even talking about whether he's been vaccinated himself, he's contributing to what has really been uh, a, a problem in this country, which is just this, uh, you know, suspicion or, you know, doubt about, about the vaccine. Um, I mean, if there's anything encouraging that we've seen just in the, in the last few days, there are accounts from some of the states that have high COVID numbers that we're starting to, to see that vaccinations are, are going up. The people I think are starting to uh, respond to what they're seeing and hearing around them and maybe starting to disregard some of the irresponsible rhetoric from politicians who are trying to discourage them from getting vaccinated. Um, Josh Fector, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what the local response has been, what, how uh, Mayor Nuremberg and, and, and County Judge Nelson Wolf have responded to, to the governor's um, you know, actions on, on, when, while we're seeing this big spike in, in COVID cases. Well, basically, you know, if if you sort of take a look at what the governor's done, right, he's prevented locals from instituting their own mask mandates. Uh, he's prevented them from instituting, you know, some of the things that we saw earlier in the pandemic, like occupancy restrictions. Um, you know, if you go into a restaurant, like that can only operate at, at 50% of its capacity, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's taken away the ability to do that. Uh, he's really uh, discouraged people from uh, making any kind of mandatory uh, sort of rules around getting a vaccine. Um, you know, the the city had been city and county both 
have been thinking about instituting basically a, a vaccine mandate for its own employees. So, mm-hmm. um, and you've seen this in, in you know, other cities and other states. Um, the VA is is doing this, basically saying, "Look, like you either have to prove that you've gotten vaccinated for COVID, um, or uh, you you have to get tested on a regular basis." Um, San Antonio and Bear County were each thinking about this, um, and you know, for the time being, that that appears to be off the table uh, because of, you know, an order that Abbott put out last week saying, look, like you can't do anything on this front with Hmm. a vaccine that's under emergency authorization as the Pfizer, Moderna and Johnson Hmm. and Johnson vaccines have gone. So he's kind of put that, he's managed to put that off for, um, local officials at the, at, at the moment. But, you know, in the meantime, he's, he's left them very little, yeah. to do other than use the bully pulpit. Nuremberg and Wolf, you know, basically can, uh, last week they, they came out and aligned with the CDC said, mm-hmm. look, like if you've been vaccinated, you should wear masks indoors. Uh, given that, you know, vaccinated folks can, can still spread, uh, the virus, especially Delta. Um, and you know but that's about where they're they're able to do now there's there's things you can do obviously within metro health you can use the the data that you see you know you look at areas of of the city that aren't uh that don't have high particularly high vaccination rates and you can do Mm -hmm. things like put uh you know pop-up clinics in in those uh or pop-up vaccination sites in those areas but like as far as the broad sort of, you know, quasi lockdown measures that you saw, and particularly at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, those are the thing of the past um, for for locals. And and that's proven, you know, here it's kind of, it's kind of a mixed bag. Um, You know, I asked the mayor last week if if he would feel the need to put those in place and you know he he was clearly you know frustrated um because um he doesn't see the need to do that if if people would just you know if they would mask up or get the vaccine and in mm-hmm. his view that's that's all you need to do and yeah. and so like it, it would frustrate him even if he had the power to to have to resort to those measures again and it and sure. it didn't seem like there was a particular hunger on his his part to have that power back I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, a story that you and uh, Marina Sterleaf Riker wrote uh, that ran in the paper over the weekend, which was about um, the state apparently refusing to provide um, nursing help, uh, I guess, to cities in San Antonio, including San, uh, cities in Texas, including San Antonio. Um, could you talk a little bit about what's going on there? I mean, and, and this is really addressing the just the uh, the crisis that that some cities in the state ha- are, are facing. Uh, with their with their hospitals and and just the being shorthanded right so all credit due to marina on on this scoop um you know but basically you know she found out that we uh you know earlier in the pandemic and especially as we you know saw huge spikes in the virus particularly in in the summer and in the winter uh you know the state would supply additional healthcare workers to help people uh, uh, to help hospitals deal with the surge of patients, um, to make sure that that hospital beds are, are you know sort of appropriately staffed and are, keep pace with the rate of hospitalizations, and 
uh, Marina learned that, you know, this time around, as as we see a new spike, uh, that, you know, the, the state isn't going to be doing that anymore. Uh, the state told cities and counties instead to sort of dip into uh, their reserve of federal stimulus dollars to, that mm. you're know, sort of intended to help them respond to uh, the pandemic and also help them with, you know, the economic fallout from the pandemic. Uh, to to pay for uh, any additional healthcare workers that local hospitals might need, and you know when I talked to you know County Judge Nelson Wolf, I mean he was fairly irate yeah. about it. Um, he was just like he, he's of the opinion that th- th- it was totally unnecessary, and and you know that that the state is perhaps making the the crisis worse. And sort of what what's happening though is that in these hospitals you've got a bunch of People who had delayed healthcare, um, you know, seeking treatment for you know certain certain ailments and mm-hmm. and all that, and they and they came back this year as you know vaccination rates started to uh, started to rise, um, and but now you've got those folks plus the the COVID patients, um, you know, the the overwhelming majority of of which are unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, starting to put the the hospitals under you know particular pressure. Uh, I think over the weekend we saw Austin only had I think six ICU beds for Good. for Travis County. I don't know what mm-hmm. the what the similar number here would be. Mm-hmm. I, I have a, I have a feeling that it's not as dire as that. Uh, but you know, that's so basically, like you you see that Abbott has has sort of taken away these. Uh, these uh, authority and um, you know moves that that locals can take to to sort of you know fight the virus and get people vaccinated. And now he's his administration is not supplying nurses. Um, before the before the podcast, uh, I had just gotten off the phone with with Judge Wolf, and he uh, and he told me that he spoke with Nim Kid, uh, who is the the basically the the state's lead you know sort of emergency mm-hmm. responder manager and you know and you know he he told me that basically what um the next steps would be is that they would apply for uh fema reimbursement for for those funds um uh, to pay for that uptick in state healthcare workers, and they can apply through the state, and that the state was still going to help out with that if if it if it came to that. Would there be any problems just just because of because of having to go through that step? Yeah, I, I wonder what you know. This is this is still fairly new, but you know, I'm I'm I, I wonder whether you know there's going to be sort of a a just if if everyone's having to do that, if there's going to be a slowdown in the process. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know how long it's going to take to get that reimbursement, mm-hmm. and also to get people hired. Um, yeah. <laughs> who's going to be responsible for for hiring these folks if if yeah. um, you know you're uh, you're not you're no longer going through the state? Does that mm-hmm. authority fall fall to the hospitals? Does that fall to the Metro Health? I, I have a tendency to believe it's not, um, but. But yeah, so I mean, it's, he's just kind of you, you've seen kind of through all this that you know the governor's kind of just left, you know, left it to locals to sort of sort this out, 
and, and but while you know sort of taking away a lot of those tools yeah this is the one thing he has left to local authorities uh, he hasn't left them much uh, uh, discretion on anything else but he's kind of left them on their own in this one which is it's a really sad commentary and by the way this is something that you know the mayor and county judge requested last week mm-hmm. um, you know when they told everyone to to wear masks they also made an appeal to the governor hey could you please right you know send additional Healthcare workers. I believe they they asked for more than five hundred um, yeah. workers to come help with the surge, and you know this this came out right after that. So I mean, he he kind of blatantly sort of shot down their appeal. Yeah, scary situation. Um, we're gonna I think we're gonna wrap things up there. Uh, Josh Brodesky, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And uh, Josh Vector. We're gonna miss you a lot. We're very excited uh, to, and we're gonna be we're gonna be following you at the Tribune. So thank you so much for everything, uh, and for everyone listening in. Hope you're doing well, and we'll catch up with you soon. Take care.